Hi there, I'm James Dapperty, and this is Coffee and a Case Note. Team, today we are having a chat about a former shareholder and a former employee of a real estate agency. Now, when this former shareholder and former employee was a current shareholder and current employee, uh, they engaged in some conduct uh, that is going to be the centre of our discussion today. All right, let's just get a couple of background facts in place. Now, uh, they had a couple of agreements with their former employer and uh, with the company they formerly held shares in. One of those was a shareholders agreement. One of those was an employment agreement. And the shareholders agreement and the employment agreement had a number of terms to them, uh, clauses in them, uh, and some of them related to confidential information and some of them related to restraints of trade. So let's keep those facts in the back of our mind and march on to what happened. A number of things happened, but for our discussion today, we're gonna to focus on two of them. Now, uh, our appellant today, because we're dealing with the Court of Appeal, uh, ended his time as shareholder and ended his time as employee in order to set up a competing business. But before doing that, uh, he asked a junior employee of uh, his former employer to email off to the appellant's personal email address a copy of the client list from his former employer and the company he formerly held shares in. So that client list goes off to his personal address. Uh, and then on the day that the appellant announces that uh, they will be setting up a competing business, someone logs in to the respondent, the respondent company, the former employer, logs into the respondent's electronic records, electronic file and electronic client records using the appellant's name and amends one or two digits in every single mobile phone number recorded for each client, which means obviously that the respondent's client list after those amendments is now more or less pointless. All the phone numbers are wrong. And so what happens after that, as you might imagine, uh, is that the respondent, which is to say the former employer or the company that our appellant formerly held shares in, sues. Sues on a number of bases, uh, including a breach of confidence in relation to the confidential information. Now the short point is that the respondent wins and the appellant, which is where the appellant gets uh, their name, appeals. So today we're going to discuss the appellant's appeal having lost at first instance, having lost before the first judge who heard the matter. But before we do that, we'll have another sip of coffee. Now, in relation to the amendment of the client list, the insertion of these digits, what our appellant says is, well, you've got no direct evidence that that was me. No one saw me doing it. Uh, you don't have any witnesses suggesting that it happened. Um, I'm saying it's not me. Um, there's no basis for the first judge hearing the matter, made a little friend, for the first judge hearing the matter to draw the inference that that was me, to draw the inference that um, I engaged in a breach of confidence in doing that. Now, what the Court of Appeal said was, well, no, that's wrong. And the reason is that, firstly, 
the appellant didn't actually put on any evidence contradicting the respondent's evidence. So the respondent put on a lot of expert evidence about the client lists and the way they'd been changed and their IT systems, and the appellant was just silent about all of that. So the court said, well, there's no competing evidence you showed, and based on what was before the primary judge, the first instance judge, it was completely reasonable for that judge to draw the inference that all the amendments made using the appellant's username were indeed actually made by the appellant. So the appellant lost on that point. Next, to the confidential information point, um, what the appellant <laughs> said was that the primary judge had been wrong in relation to confidential information. This bug is now behind the phone and it's nice and distracting. And what the court said was, well, no, that is not right because the duty of confidence subsists and uh, the confidential information, the client list remains confidential information and you still have an obligation of confidence in relation to it. That obligation of confidence arises from the shareholders agreement and the employment agreement and it also arises uh, from the law relating to equity. So both contract and equity dictate that the duty of confidence remains in relation to the client lists. And the appellant really um, attacked this issue and raised um, a prolix, uh, a significant number, a nice long um, appeal and, and really dived into these issues. Also said that the respondent, by having the client list in an affidavit, waived confidence in that affidavit and it was now public information um, and there was engagement with what's sometimes called the Harmon undertaking, probably more accurately referred to as the principles arising from a decision, including a party named Harmon. But in any case, what the court found was that the respondent, in having put the client list into evidence and having obtained orders at first instance about the maintenance of confidentiality in those client lists, had not waived the confidence and the information continued to be confidential, which means that the appellant lost on challenging that confidentiality obligation point. Um, the appellant won on a small procedural matter, uh, a couple of them from memory, but one of them related to the interplay between the restraints in the shareholders agreement and the restraints in the employment agreement. And there'd been a declaration and some subsequent orders made at first instance that were sort of corrected by the Court of Appeal, broadly speaking, but nothing much of substance flowed from that. So very broadly speaking, the appellant came to the Court of Appeal and left disappointed. I hope that discussion was of value to you and I look forward to speaking again soon over another coffee and another case note. Cheers.